shares of e-commerce business Noggin debuted after a SPAC deal this week. Shares have been under pressure since the start. Let's talk about what the business does with the two co-CEOs joining us live this afternoon, Jonathan Huberman and Jan Nugent. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here to you both. We've got you both remote, uh, so I'll go in alphabetical order. And you guys can jump in if you feel someone's more uh, uh, inclined to a response. But you guys are both Jays, so I guess that means I'm going to Mr. Huberman first. Uh, Jonathan, introduce yourself to us. Tell us what your guys' company does. Hi, well, I'll introduce myself, uh, and then I'll let Jan actually tell what the company does. Okay. Uh, I am the new co-CEO. Jan is the founder and co-CEO. Uh, I was the SPAC CEO um, that helped de-SPAC this company. And just my history, I've run five companies prior to this, all in technology, uh, serial SPACer, as well as a longtime private equity and venture capital investor. But okay. to answer the specific question, John, why don't you go ahead? Sure. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so Noggin is basically trying to create a utility of commerce like what AWS did for hosting. So historically, commerce has been do-it-yourself, kind of on the SMB side. You know, there's obviously big players. And on the legacy enterprise, where, say, a Nike would have a very sophisticated staff, they're used to building. But there's a really large market in the middle that needs high sophistication built into a single commerce platform. So that's really uh, the part of the market that we serve uh, today. So the commerce platform, uh, Jan, for those that are not tech-minded, uh, what is that? Should we think about you as uh, like a, a niche competitor to like a Shopify and, and Amazon, or, or are you doing more like uh, back-of-house stuff, or is this a place where people put their items and other people come and buy them? No, so that's a great question. Um, so in whether you go the SMB route, like a Shopify, you would typically hire a systems integrator to connect that piece of the e-commerce ecosystem to maybe eight or 10 other technologies. Uh, and then every year you'd have to think, how am I gonna upgrade to sort of grow with the consumer? On the enterprise side, you may hire somebody and connect more like 50 pieces of technology. So what we've done is we've built a single platform that has all 50 pieces of technology. So it's full enterprise for brands that really need those capabilities, but don't have the budgets and the staff to be at that level of sophistication. What kind of clients right now are using it? Uh, uh, who are your big users? I saw I saw a press release about a, a gel blaster business. Uh, uh, it's like a, a backyard toy. What else you got? So for us in the last month, it's been fun. We've added eight new brands that have brought uh, an additional $100 million of GMV onto the platform. And typically they're either wow. gonna be brands that you would know that Say Nike has a very sophisticated team, so maybe they wouldn't be an ideal candidate, but a Kenneth Cole who needs Nike capabilities but isn't as big would leverage our platform. And then you've got you know, some stars that started off small and they're really starting to grow. So that's kind of the mix we play between sort of anywhere where they value their brand. So consumer products, apparel, beauty, health, wellness, um, that's really where we thrive. Okay, so for, uh, if I understand it right, businesses that are not going to have like an entire division uh, that is specifically devoted and, and tech-minded to kind of build out this tech infrastructure, uh, you're going to target them and, and kind of like outsource to some degree uh, what they need, uh, I guess, to get the products out there. Uh, so as you are building and bringing on new clients, Jonathan, from the management side, 
uh, at, now that you're a publicly traded business, what are the milestones we should be looking for as investors? Is there a path to profitability? Is there um, a, a strategy here that we should think about in terms of a bottom line, or is this just like pure growth, get as many clients as you can? Uh, we are focused on profitable growth. The company historically has been run, been, been run profitably, and we expect in the future to continue that way. But by going public, we've added the capability, added, frankly, capital and the ability to raise capital to really juice to go to market. Uh, that Jan and his team had built a really strong platform, but had starved it of go-to-market capabilities. That's really where the additional effort will be. Uh, we are going to focus on doing it in a profitable manner, but the company has been growing pretty reasonably. You know, it was over 50% growth, 2020 to 21. Um, and we, we expect over time for that growth rate to at least be there, but hopefully accelerate. Okay, as you mentioned, some of the uh, total sales of your customers uh, that are gonna be coming on the platform, and you're getting up to some pretty uh, high numbers, uh, and uh, the pro forma enterprise value after the deal is over half a billion at about $646 million. Uh, if you get a bunch of new customers and you continue to grow, uh, if you're able to build that uh, kind of underserved clientele up to a certain dollar amount, uh, does that mean the competition's gonna look at you guys and say, hey, well, how come we're not? Uh, taking this, these clients, and does that intensify the pressure, or is there a potential buyout or uh, uh, merger opportunities here with other e-commerce players? Uh, either one of you guys uh, can take that. I'll, I'll grab it. Um, so I, I think that the, the segment we're in is a very large but underserved segment. It's the mid-market that Jan mentioned. Uh, if you look at Shopify below us and Salesforce and SAP above us, it's gonna be a long way before our revenue scares them. Mm. Uh, I think the niche we're in is not one that they're able to serve very effectively. That's why it's there. Uh, it's mostly a greenfield opportunity uh, because frankly, because we haven't as a company really gone after it from the go-to-market perspective. Uh, so I think as, as we've talked about in the roadshow, I look at this, I see this as organic growth opportunities. There may be inorganic growth opportunities for us to uh, acquire other ones, other companies to add on to our business over time. Uh, whether other people show up or not long-term, that's really up to them. Okay, guys, thanks for the introduction. We gotta leave it there for now. We will certainly be watching as we are traders and investors here at Knowledge Republic. We'll keep the conversation going. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for the time. Thanks guys. Jonathan Huberman and Jan Nugent, co-CEOs at Noggin. All right, interesting. Uh, we'll be watching the growth trajectory. E-commerce uh, business continues to find new entrants in the public market. 